All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Welcome to a Tuesday night show. You can catch the show, of course, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus 1029, and, of course, follow us on all the socials. Follow us on uh, Getter, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. We're all over the place. Of course, hello to the uh, the Telegrammer group out there, LFS6B. You can find them or the Discord group, the um, Nut Jobs, which I'll, I'll try and check in sometime in a little bit. Uh, of course, if you were watching last night, you know that Damon is off. Paul is off for the week. So we've got David Zier sitting in doing news tonight. David, how are you? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Feeling What's... feeling very randy, I see. Yeah. You're just see... flying from across the pond. It's feeling great until I had a McDonald's french fries. I feel like crap. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Of yes. course, David's show. Thank you every, so much. Every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. You can ch- check out his show, uh, Breaking Point, here on Real America's Voice. And then, of course, as always, Slick Rick. Hanging out, doing sports. Slick Rick, how are you tonight? Well, not so good. I got some bad news uh, earlier. Just be coming on the, onto the set about 7.15. Got yeah. breaking news about the passing of the, the late, great John Madden. Uh, yeah, he passed we, away at 85 earlier this morning. And news just broke literally 45 minutes ago. Yeah, my phone's been blowing up with all the uh, you know the news alerts and, and all that stuff. So so what have you learned? Because this is, this is huge. This is not just, you know, just uh, some guy who used to... Uh, be involved in the NFL. This guy is uh well let's face it, he's he's an icon. Absolutely. I, I mean I mean the 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 um what do you call it? the uh video game industry, at least in terms for sports and the NFL in particular, it, it is kind of based on him. Absolutely. One of the biggest titans in football. No question about it. Uh, just a quick story here out of Yahoo Sports just from a few minutes ago. Frank Schwab. Uh, how you remember John Madden is likely a direct reflection of your age. He was one of football's biggest titans, leaving his impact on the game in a myriad of ways. He became a Hall of Fame coach with the Oakland Raiders in the 70s, worked as one of history's best broadcasters for three decades after that, and today exists as the namesake of a video game franchise played by millions who never knew him as a coach or broadcaster. Put it this way, not everyone knows John Madden for the same reason, but everyone knows John Madden. Madden joined the Oakland Raiders in 67 as a linebacker's coach and took the top job two seasons later. He was 32 at the time, making him one of the youngest head coaches in NFL history. He led the Raiders to a 12-1-1 and season in his first year and never looked back. Won the Super Bowl in 76. They were 13-1 and in the regular season. However, cut his career very short. Retired in 1978, complaining of burnout and then decided to go into broadcasting. A couple of years later, he ended up on CBS, and him and Pat Summerall were the number one two punch in NFL, arguably the greatest broadcasters in any sport, and very surely in the NFL. They were incredible. They did a great run uh, that went right through the 90s, 16 Super Bowls that they both did, and they were just absolutely incredible. I saw the Fox special, ironically, on Saturday, uh, Christmas Day at 2.30. I said, before I go to my mom's, I had to watch that, and I literally sat there from 2.30 to 4, and I even teared up a little bit, because you know what? It, it, it's I lived through that. That was I, right. I lived through all those generations, because I do go back to remembering the, from 1976. That's when I was a young 
young kid. And wow, this just hit me right between the eyes. I got a text from my wife before I came on that John Madden died earlier today. I'm like, I was just in sports for three hours getting ready for the show, looking up stuff. I didn't see anything. And sure enough, boom, right after that, I got an alert. And uh, well, here we are. It's just unbelievable. Just really very sad news. He was 85, granted. However, it's unexpected. And he passed away earlier today. The family did not release the information, Rick, until, you know, literally just about seven o'clock tonight. The NFL actually released the statement. They were the first ones to break the news that I can tell at this point. Yeah. And you mentioned the, uh, the documentary you saw. We have a clip of the trailer here. Check this out. Football is my life. That's something I say proudly. But it's complicated. You can't write the history of professional football without John Madden. First thing that jumps out are the hands. And yelling and screaming at guys. What are you trying to do? He's a coaching genius. Downhill, full speed. Well, you can't win them all. And I say, why the hell can't you? When you're the head coach, you live and die without reply. And you don't stay on top. Yeah. So uh, that's just a taste. And uh, you said it was a great uh, documentary, right? Yes, it was on Fox. If you can find it, I strongly recommend looking it up. It was about 90 minutes, and it was absolutely spectacular interview with a lot of the old players. And it's interesting, just one more quick note. Uh, Dallas Cowboys' Nate Newton, who was a legendary guard with those great 90s teams, he was part of the show, and he was talking about, you know, uh, about Nate. And then Nate had said yesterday on a podcast, I was listening to the Cowboys, he goes, you know what, they they were teasing him for being on the special. He says, oh, oh, Madden, you know, and he says, well, you know what? I got to go visit coach. And it made me say, hmm, maybe he's not well. Because you could hear his voice slurring a little bit. And I did I did notice it when I was watching the show. Right. It almost sounded like somebody that was had had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I remember I was in pharmacy many years. So I was related to a lot of those situations. But it sounded like he was a little off. And like you said, Rick, earlier, he was out of the public life for a good 15, 20 years. So, you yeah. know. Just, well, yeah, once he stepped aside, oof. he wasn't one of these guys that, you know, was always, oh, let me jump on this show or that show. And, you know, it was way before podcasting and all these other mediums where people are taken advantage of. I remember when he talked about, uh, what do you call it, the, 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 the game, you know, the video games themselves. And he was yeah. like, and they wanted to give, I, I think the story was they wanted to give him part of the company. And he was like, you know what, this is probably not going anywhere. Just give me the cash that I'm looking for. <laughs> and exactly. it turned out, yeah. you know, I, I think they made a deal with him afterwards. Like, look, this is blown up because of you. And they took care of him. But, uh, yeah, it, he was one of those guys just like, you know what? Uh, don't, don't give me part of it. Just give me what, you know, wh- what my voice is worth to, you know, to record it. And that's exactly. it. Yep. And, and I think the funniest thing I ever remember him saying was, and I don't remember, it was probably a Giants game. Uh, where he said this guy got hit so hard he had the snot bubble just bubbling out of him. Yeah. Uh, he had that, some that's one of those icon like things that sticks in your head. Very what, very. what about the Thanksgiving turducken that he came up with? It was actually turkey, duck, duck, and chicken combined, and they ended up selling six or seven thousand <laughs> units the next year. He had a turducken especially ordered. Uh, I forgot what that's city they were in. Southern dish. On the that's special. A southern dish. Yeah. Uh, you know, Madden had a seventy-six percent win record in the NFL. Incredible. Yeah. Only Vince Lombardi had a better win percentage, and I think uh, we might remember him. After all, he's got a little trophy named after him. Yeah, that's Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, like, like you said and like we uh, we stated at the start of the show, very sad day in terms of sports. Very. We'll probably see a lot of uh, you know former players, coaches, even current players and coaches come out and uh, start sharing stories. And, and, and again, as Rick said, he saw this uh, documentary over the weekend. Uh, put it on your list to check out, yeah. especially if you don't know much about him. You just kind of know the name from the game. Um, definitely check it out. 
An American icon we lost. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely an American icon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff on the show. We'll do some more sports with Rick in just a little bit. But one thing I wanted to jump right to, and this was something that David brought to our attention earlier today. Um, I had kind of seen the story, but I didn't see the video, so thank you for sending the video into G, uh, where the NYPD ejected a family from a restaurant, including kids. Threatened to arrest a seven-year-old. Threatening to arrest a (laughs) seven-year-old child because they didn't have their papers, their vax papers. While there's shootouts on the streets in the Bronx every minute. Cut number 25. Let's roll through this, G. She just paid her saying that she can't serve. Otherwise, if you're not going to patron, you know, you have the, uh, the card. You know, but you don't leave. have it, then you're going to have to leave. And if not, there's the hardened criminal standing all of about three feet tall. So disgraceful. The cops who are enforcing this, um, they've lost me. They've lost me. Wow. Scaring a child, traumatizing a child. Hope you feel good about yourself, NYPD. Look how many cops they needed to handle a seven-year-old who was unvaccinated. This is disgusting. This is gross. You guys failed us last night. You failed us last night. You all failed us. We're here for you and your kids. Shootings are up 105% in the city. You failed yourself, NYPD. You failed yourself. Is this what you signed up for? That's a great question. Hmm. Is this what justice looks like for you? Is this what you dreamed of when you wanted to be a cop? And this is most of the patrons, right, that are that are coming after you. Yeah. Arrested for trespassing if you don't have a vaccine card. Yeah, a, child, a child crying is funny, right, for you? What is your business in New York City, young child? Sacrifice your life for? For this? You're, you're disgracing the, the, the next generation. This is so wrong. This is so wrong. And you guys are laughing? BLM could torch their police cars and nobody does anything about you have the mayor standing with the people who attack them. I bet you if that kid had a Molotov cocktail, they wouldn't have looked twice. They're probably not allowed to. Come and give it to the pig. So you did not have the water at all. So don't say that you gave us water when you 
I have more examples of this after the break, Rick, um, what's going on in the city for tourists. This is insane. Tourists have no way to eat because they're not vaccinated. She never asked me for a vaccination card, though, when I said Look at all the police that showed up for a seven-year-old kid who was unvaccinated. Lady's letting them have it. She was great, and, and and you know what? For good reason. I mean, she brought up some good points. She mentioned BLM, Antifa. You know, they they stand down to real terrorists, real domestic terrorists that are that are in the form of BLM and Antifa. But they they go after an innocent child who's seven years old, who doesn't well, have a vaccine, who did not bring his vaccine card, David. Life in the United States is over as we know it. You have lost all of your constitutional rights. There's no one to protect you. Um, and it's going to get worse, even though nobody's dying from the Omicron. So yeah. very, very sad. Very sad that we're seeing this. We've seen pictures like that in Australia, across Europe, and now we're starting to see it here. Insanity. All right. Well, um, that's the way we're starting the show. Thanks for joining us. We've got a whole lot more. We'll do some sports. We'll do. We'll continue this with David and more of the things that he's seen. Coming up next, right here, live from Studio Six B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. Studio 6B on Real America's Voice Tuesday night. Thank you for joining us. Slick Rick Scott Sports in just a few moments, but we're going to continue on first with uh, David Zier. Um, as we were covering the Gestapo tactics of the NYPD on an innocent seven-year-old boy who wasn't vaccinated, so he's been kicked out of a restaurant, threatened with arrest if they didn't leave. And... Um, that's where we are in the state. It's, of it's worse. It's worse than that. Um, so, you know, a couple's here from Costa Rica yesterday and they tried to get their kid lunch. Um, now, you're not allowed to get a vaccination for a child in Costa Rica uh, at this time. And um, they denied the family uh, any place to eat in the city. They're walking around the city with no way to eat. So they're cutting their vacation five, six days early. You know, there's tourists from all over the world that come to the United States whose children aren't vaccinated. Um, these new rules that are in effect are so heinous. Um, not only that, but now they want employees of restaurants and um, to not only be double vaccinated, but get the booster. Right. And all these big, phony, liberal elitists who hide in the Hamptons and in Aspen, Colorado, and go skiing while, you know, the middle class in New York gets crushed. Um, all these big restaurant groups like the Union Square Hospitality Group, they're like, oh, it's a good thing. They're requiring all of their employees to be vaccinated and with all three shots. And there's a few who are fighting it, like the Brooklyn Chop House, right. which is awesome. They're standing up and saying it's a violation of our employees' constitutional rights. We are not cooperating with you. 
Um, but what's going on um, in New York uh, is worse. It's worse than anything our country has ever experienced uh, internally here. And now we have a Stasi and a secret police, like Checkpoint Charlie in East Berlin. Where are your papers? What's yeah. your business here? Um, and shame on the cops who I've backed relentlessly during the George Floyd riots. Uh, any cop that arrests anyone for not having a vax card has lost my support. Um, and the cops have to choose a side. And unfortunately, they're not choosing ours. So very upsetting. Very upsetting. Yeah. And, and again, you know, we've been big supporters here on the show of the NYPD, of the police overall, um, you know, throughout the years. I mean, I, I think it really... I mean, people kind of always supported police. Maybe it wasn't so we, vocal. We're behind them 100%. Like, we're the most supportive of the cops. Right. But, but I mean, in terms, in terms of, like, within the country, it really, yeah. it really popped up hard after 9-11 because we saw, you know, the horror of these guys running forward while everybody else ran in the other direction. Yeah. And this and is that, what they're doing? Right. And that was what ele kind of elevated that status and... and made people more mindful of, you know, what do these guys put themselves into for us? And, and then to see this 20 years later, it's like, what are you guys doing? Do, do, you, not, do you not understand your own history of, of standing up for the people? The like 73rd this? and 75th precincts in Brownsville, East New York area, New York, you know, their, their shootings are up, like 160 shootings this year. The Bronx is a free-for-all, gangland-style Western style, okay, corral style shooting in the street every day up in the Bronx. And this is what they're doing. Yeah, this is what they're spending their time on. And is it because, and, and part of it, you got to say, okay, well, how much of this is their fault? Well, you got a governor, I mean, you got a governor who's a lunatic. You got the mayor who's a, the biggest communist yeah. you could find. Um, thankfully, he's out. But then you've got the new mayor coming in who is a former cop, but has never really supported police. But when do you say to yourself, this isn't right, right. I'm not doing it? Exactly. Why, I, 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 conscientious objection. You know, when, you know, I am not going to harass families who want to eat a cheeseburger because of a fake issue. Right. It's a fake issue. Omicron is uh, resistant to both vaccinations and the booster, and there's less than 15 deaths worldwide from this. Um, this is wrong, and it's evil, and New York City is a disaster and not only that it's it's basically unconstitutional it it's basically unconstitutional i mean the, there's a judge i guess that ruled um was it today or yesterday that all these vaccine mandates are off the books got to take them out yeah he, he's putting a stop to it which is great um and, and then i remember just you know a few months ago we're playing those those different officers, sheriffs uh, from, from like Washington and Oregon who are, who are walking away from the job because, no, we're not going to, you know, just let things happen. We're not going to, you know, stomp down on people who are actually, you know, law-abiding citizens, and they're not going to do it because it's, it goes against their, their oath, their oath, which is to the Constitution yeah. to serve the people. And out here in Nassau and Suffolk County in the suburbs, the cops— since the day one of the corona have not busted our shoes about masks, our mass protests that we had in the streets right. against masks last year, right? Yep. The cops have been great. They've been great. Um, but there's definitely something really evil and sinister going on in New York City. Yeah. Uh, and the cops have to uh, reject this. Yeah. 
because let's face it, um, you know, you're seeing people leave the state in, in droves. You're seeing people cancel their plans. You're seeing all this stuff. And at some point, you got you to gotta turn, turn around and start looking around being like, what's going on here? New York State has the highest per capita net loss of residents for 2021 at 319,000 people have left New York State, putting it at over a million five in the last 10 years who fled the state. Um, we are in trouble. The quality people are leaving. The thugs are staying. And... Um, yeah, they're being promoted. There's two Americas. There's yeah, two they're, Americas. They're being promoted and celebrated. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what's, uh, that's what's happening. And again, you saw some of the footage from that, that restaurant in New York City. Let's go over to sports and see what's going on with Slick. Rick, what do you got going on, Rick? Well, speaking of New York, I got to tell you, as Big D would say, appointment television this Thursday night from 8 to 10, LFS 6B. You're going to want to catch uh, Assemblyman Doug Smith and Assemblywoman Jody Giglio. They can definitely fill us in on what's going on, at least on the Assembly side of New York State, and probably bring us up to date what, if any, uh, initiatives will take place with all this crazy going on yeah. in New York City okay, and uh, in I, I the state. I want to watch that. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm going to be here. Yeah, you'll be here. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right, so, so what's Appointment television. Yeah. All right, I got time for one quick story. This is a good one. Uh, Donald Trump, PGA, reached settlement after association pulled event from Trump-owned golf course. This is Chris Sewick of Yahoo Sports. The PGA reached a settlement with former President Donald Trump after the association pulled an event from one of Trump's course, courses, according to Reuters. The PGA released a statement confirming that the settlement, the terms of the settlement are confidential, but the PGA said both sides expressed satisfaction with the agreement. The association was supposed to hold the 2020 PGA Championship at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. The event was pulled from the location January 10th, four days after the January 6th Capitol riots. At the time, PGA CEO Seth Waugh said the damage of hosting the event at the Trump-owned golf course would be irreparable. Waugh called the decision to leave the only real course of action. Uh, the PGA did not specify whether it would host events at the Trump-owned golf courses in the future. Since leaving office since January 20th, Trump was booted from the most major social media platforms has mostly remained quiet. His rare public appearances have come in the sporting world where Trump called a boxing match featuring Evander Holyfield and showed up at UFC 264 with Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. And check that. they I think that's a misprint. It was the 2021, not 2022 PGA Championship that they pulled that tournament from. And we all remember that back uh, yeah. about a year ago. We talked about that on the show. Unbelievable. So they reached a settlement and uh, hopefully the president got uh, got his monetary uh, money back because I got to tell you, he definitely got hurt with that. That hurt his, his business there. Right. And that's not right. Yeah. So, so you know, if it's uh, if they're both in agreement, if it wasn't beneficial to Trump, you'd know about it because yes. he, he would be talking about it. Yeah. But he probably got a nice check. Um, the PGA got spanked yep. because they were in the wrong. It just, you know, there's no two ways about it. Um, and he comes out, you know, smelling like a rose as usual. Good for him. What was that? And he deserves it. Cause like I said, I'm sure that hurt business for him. He lost revenue yeah. from that weekend, had people to work there and all. And you know, that's not good. That's just good business on his part by going back and, you know, getting something retroactively. Right. All right. Is that everything with sports? Well, we got 45 seconds, so I got to bring you up. I'll give you an update on that Auburn game earlier today with Houston. That bowl, the Birmingham Bowl, that was a good game. I'll give you, I'll give you the update on that in my next All segment. All right. We'll do that uh, in the next segment. In the meantime, man, show is cranking along. We got a lot to get to. We're going to do a little follow-up on Trump and Fauci. Fauci was talking about Trump again. We also got that uh, clip from Jared Schmeck with the War, War Room, the uh, Let's Go Brandon guy, and a uh, whole lot of stuff to get to. Stay there. We'll be back more live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice.
All right, live from Studio 6V on Real America's Voice. It is a Tuesday night. I know I normally do a uh, what even is that at the top of the hour, but man, oh, man, when I'm hosting, it's tough to write. So I'll do one on Thursday, especially because we're not going to be here on Friday. So I'll make it up to you. We'll we'll come to an agreement. I'll do one on Thursday, kind of encompass uh, Monday and Friday. Sound good? It'll be the Uh, last one of the year. It'll be the last one of the year. I I, I hope I don't screw it up. Um, hey, we just got this uh, off the news as well. Business Insider Newsweek, it's now uh, popping up everywhere. Uh, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid of Nevada, dead at 82. And for that, I'll go to David Zier. David Zier, what would you think of Harry Reid? I thought he was a scoundrel and a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Those are um, nicer words than I heard in between in between the break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> Listen, uh, the, these guys, uh, you know, these these Democrats, senators, uh, you know, he was a big obstacle for a few presidential administrations. Um, and remember, he fake when he he lied about getting beat up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he showed up. He said he said he was uh, he said he was working out in his uh, in his home, and he had one of those. Uh, I guess you know it has the handles. You put it around the door, and you use it as like a uh, yeah. bench press kind of thing, like a, a, an elastic band. And he said it slipped and it hit him in the face. Meanwhile, you look at him; it's like no, no, dude, you got your ass beat. Um, and then it turned out he, somebody else revealed that, yeah, he kind Listen, of got punched he, in the face. He was the darling of the left. So, you know, what, what, can I, what can I say? You know, I'm sorry that he passed on, but, yeah. you know, um, our country is in terrible shape because of the policies that people like him have supported throughout True. their careers. And uh, now we see the results of it. Um, you know, but the good news is a trans pedophile who identified as a five-year-old girl attended court yesterday dressed as an elf. Really? <laughs> that's what these people, you know, who've like supported these crazy <laughs> things for so long. That's what this country has become. So. Oh, you want to know what else this country has become? What else? Before, yeah, be, yeah <laughs> what elves? Uh, before we get to the uh, Fauci on Trump um, thing that's been unfolding, let's go to the WTF moment of the day, G. Let's do this right here. Check this out. I'm crazy. I've identified as a woman or a man, but they them doesn't work for me because of my abuse history. So my pronouns have just kind of defaulted at she. But I'm like, why do I have to be identified in terms of a gender? Why can't I identify with something that I actually identify with? So what do I identify with most? (sighs) My brain. And I have a master's degree, which earns me the honorific of professor. So my pronoun should be the professor. Just anytime you would use a pronoun, just say the professor. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's a mouthful, I admit, but but I could be identified by my brain. Oh my God, I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm crazy. And yes, she is. So identify her as her brain there, David. Amazing. And again, these, <laughs> these are the people that <laughs> she's a professor now. So she's teaching people. Woo. Okay. Scary. Wonderful. Yeah. Scary stuff, right? Scary. Hey, um, like I mentioned, there's, a, there's this thing that's been happening um, where Dr. Fauci, remember, you know, Trump was on a couple times last week. They, they, they people were confronting him. People were asking him about, you know, oh, you know, um, about the vaccines, right? 
and he was getting a lot of blowback. And it, and it started with the O'Reilly thing that he did uh, with uh, Bill O'Reilly. They did a they did a, a, a concert. I don't know if you call it a concert. Whatever they do, they're on tour. Um, and then he followed it up by saying this to Candace Owens. This is a uh, cut number. Um, 28 here, G. Go with that. Forget about the mandates that people have to have their freedom. But at the same time, the vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917. Remember the Spanish flu killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were. A lot of people don't know that the soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines. There were no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines, mm. all are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And, and yet we more say, people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah, under Joe Biden, right. than under you. And more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how- Well, no, the vaccine worked, but yeah. some people aren't taking it. The ones, the ones that get very sick uh, here, and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. But it's still their choice. And if you take the vaccine, you're protected. All right. So he said that on Candace Owens. And, and it, it, when he said that last week, we had a big discussion here with Paul and Damon and myself. And we were going back and forth. And my my view was he has to say this. And it's it, 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 the simple fact of the matter is he can't say um, he can't say that the vaccines don't work. I because think he believes it. And and. I'm not opposed to the people who've taken the vaccine, but there's, there's too many questions for too many people right. and it should be voluntary and he doesn't support the mandates. Right. So, no, no, no. And that was yeah. part of my argument, but my argument was more of a, more of an optics argument more, more than anything else was because he's looking down the road. Yeah. What happened? Seriously. What happened when he talked about hydroxychloroquine? He got annihilated in the press. Everybody turned against him, right? What happened when he said... Fauci plotted to remove HCQ from the shelves. Right. What happened when he mentioned that one of the doctors had mentioned something of... It's called a disinfectant for your lungs. Everybody uh, automatically it became attack, attack, attack. He just said, take bleach and put it in yourself. Yeah. That's what it turns into. So he's fighting the mainstream media because they're going to turn everything he says around on him. And then, of course, you know, you have what he dealt with uh, from, from Charlottesville, very fine people on both sides. And then if you look back, it's, you know, the whole thing. But again, it's fighting the media. So here's, here's what's happening now is that Fauci comes out, right? And now he's saying that Trump's support for the vaccines came too late, David. It came too late because he's been poisoning the well early on. You know, he's been wrong about everything, Fauci. Um, I Peter Navarro on my show. He wrote the book in Trump time, which means, you know, when they met in the White House at the meetings, especially during the beginning of covid, they got up from the table and said, let's get this done in Trump time. Right. And Fauci was in the room. Fauci was against blocking travel from China. He's been wrong about everything. He said the vaccine will wipe out the pandemic a year ago, and it didn't. I do believe that if you've taken the vaccine, you're going to have less ramifications if you get the COVID again for most people. I think it saved a lot of lives. But if you had COVID, you're a nurse, you built up the antibodies. If you have natural antibodies, you should not be required to take it. So, um, you know, uh, Fauci, Fauci's the bad guy here. I don't think Trump is. And, And now here's cut number 19. Here's what Dr. Fauci had to say. 
you are an advisor to President Biden now. Of course, you previously uh, were an advisor when it came to President Trump when he was in office in the beginning of this pandemic. And you've seen, surely by now, this exchange that he had with Candace Owens, where he is talking about just the truth on vaccines and boosters and how it can keep people out of the hospital and uh, from dying, of course. And I'm wondering what you made of that, given it's been this right-wing backlash ever since the former president made those comments. Well, I mean, I'm glad that the president, uh, the former president, uh, Trump, is now talking about why it's important to get vaccinated. I was stunned by the fact that he's doing that and he's getting booed in some places for doing that, which means that, you know, poisoning the well early on about so either not being enthusiastic or outright not pushing vaccines and discouraging vaccines now has a lingering effect. And even when you come out and say, go get vaccinated, some liar. of the people that have been following his every word and what he does are now pushing back and not listening, which is really yeah, tells and, and you, you know what, blow him up the on this strength one, G, because of the divisiveness of operation society, warp speed I, right. um, would never have happened without Trump. And if right. a Democrat was all, it wasn't in office, we probably if a Democrat was in office, we probably wouldn't even have a vaccine today. No, it'd still be shut. Everything yeah. would be shut down and they'd still be working on it now. And again, I, I reflect back to you on that Candace Owens statement where he said, Operation Warp Speed. They they created three, uh, you know, under his tutelage or, or his administration, three vaccines in less than nine months. So for Fauci to sit there and say, well, he was he was, uh, you know, kind of poisoning the well and stuff like that. Here's Trump from four months ago, not even president anymore. And here's what he's saying in cut number 20. G go. And then we developed a vaccine, three vaccines in three months in nine months and actually i'll tell you it was three days less three days less than nine months and it's great and you know what i believe totally in your freedoms i do you got to do what you have to do but i recommend take the vaccines i did it it's good take the vaccines See? but you got no that's okay that's all right you got your freedoms but i happen to take the vaccine if it doesn't work, you'll be the first to know. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I love that. that was great. And again, you know, there he is. He's out touting the vaccines at one of his rallies four months, five months ago in Alabama. People yeah. booing him about it. Now he's catching, he's catching uh, stuff from uh, people over the Candace Owens thing. And again, I made that argument to, to Damon and Paul last week that he had to come out with the vaccine, come out in support of it. Because if he puts any daylight in between himself and what they're parroting on CNN and what they're parroting on MSNBC and ABC and CBS, you know, yeah. most of the mainstream people, as soon as he puts just that hair of, of, of distance between himself and the vaccines, they will attack him as an anti-vaxxer, as a flat earther. They'll, they'll, they'll say he's not normal. They'll say he's some wackadoodle. Now, whether he's taken the, now he says he's taken the vaccine and the booster. I don't know whether he has or he hasn't. I don't know. I can't say for sure I, if he's I, I lying think, about it. I think Trump firmly believes in the vaccine technologies. Um, I think he knows that they're not perfect. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with him promoting the vaccine. I, you know, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, I do think there's problems. Uh, my friend's daughter's heart rate went up to 200 beats per minute yesterday after right. receiving the vaccine. She's a young girl. Um, we've seen people die, probably 20,000 people die. Professional athletes are dying all around the world. Yep. But the benefits have outweighed the losses uh, by a great degree. You have an 11 times more chance of dying 
from the COVID if you don't have the vaccine, if you catch the COVID. But a lot of people don't need it. I have family members that have 390 antibodies, they don't need it. I have family members that are nurses, they built up immunity, don't need it. Right. And if you had COVID already, you're probably not going to die if you get it again, because right. it does happen. There now, are now, breakthroughs. Now, here's the basis of this argument, though, with yeah. Fauci, is that now he's on the attack. Why? Now he's trying to poison the well, saying, well, Trump was poisoning the well. He was against the vaccines. He wasn't pushing it hard enough. And I think it's because last week when he made that statement and he said it again on Candace Owens, he put himself so in line with what they say, there's no daylight there. Now they can't attack him for it. It's almost like what he did with the immigration issue when he offered double what they wanted in terms of, of um, you know, the, the yeah. getting, getting people uh, th- their status. He takes that that arrow out of the quiver. They can't use it against him. But people are seeing the holes in the left's argument and the fascistic arguments because 4 million illegals came in the country. They're not vaccinated. They're killing Border Patrol agents by spreading infections. Right. Okay, but you know, they see the double standard, so they're mad. People are mad, no, and they I, should be. And I understand that, but this is more about Fauci. And what the left is now going through, because it's almost like it's that oh crap moment where they said, yes, Trump is right and he's saying the right thing. And now it's like they realize a week later, uh oh, he's saying what we're saying. We can't attack him on that now. You know what I mean? So he's 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 kind of detoothed them a little bit. And they're mad the Omicron isn't killing more people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Lot lot to get through there. We'll continue on. We've got some sports. We'll do an update with Rick coming up right after this. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Man, oh, man. I guess uh, we've sparked a bit of debate on the RAV chat. Listen, um, nobody stands up for constitutional rights for Americans more than I do. And, uh, you know, I've been fighting for these people since day one. I have family members who lost their job who didn't want to go for a mandatory vaccine to keep their job and had to move out of state. So, you know, but there, there are certain facts that right. people have to well, recognize. Well, let, let's dive into those after we check in with Rick and see what's going on in sports. And then I also have an answer to one of the questions on the RAV chat, but we'll do that after sports. Rick, what do you got? Uh, Let's infuse a little entertainment in here and take a deep breath from everything. (laughs) Number 21, Houston edges Auburn, 17-13 in the Birmingham Bowl today, Rick. AP report, Jake Herzlow caught a 26-yard go-ahead touchdown pass from Clayton Toon with 327 left to lift number 21 Houston to a 17-13 victory over Auburn on Tuesday in the bowl. So that was earlier today. Uh, The first responder bowl, Air Force. 131-28 131-28 to 28 over Louisville. That went final. That was the serve pro first responder bowl. And we got the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in action right now. Texas Tech over Mississippi State, 13-7 at the half. I'll keep you updated on that as well. And Islanders Red Wings game postponed. More rescheduling expected. Pro hockey rumors Gavin Lee. The count is now 71. The National Hockey League has postponed another game, this time between the New York Islanders and Detroit Red Wings for tomorrow night. The Islanders continue to place new players in the COVID protocol. Brock Nelson went in on today. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet and Pierre Lebron of The Athletic add that the other postponements are expected tonight, mostly among the Canadian teams, and there were a number of games in Canada that postponed. So NHL, unlike the NBA and NFL, cannot figure this out. They're still running crazy, and I think a lot of it's because of 
Canada is the maybe the real the lead dog there, so to speak. Oh, so blame Canada. It. So yeah, I'll blame Canada. All Why right. not? Um, and uh, anyway, Rick, that's a wrap in sports. I have a couple other stories, including Tom Brady getting a warning over uh, smashing his tablet the other night, and uh, also some more COVID stories. What else is new in sports? <laughs> All right, so we'll do that in a little bit. Now, uh, I'm trying to get on this rap chat. I can't seem to find it on my browser for some stupid reason. I'm on it. Um, but from what I understand, there's a lot of uh, chatter hey, going listen. on about what we were talking about. But before we get yeah. to that, let me answer this question, which was directed at me yes. directly regarding the word detoothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it is under definitions.net. The definition of detooth is the meaning uh let's see. It means uh, by getting him sleepy, people are shouting at him. Yeah, so it's a word. Maybe I didn't use it correctly, but it's a word, and it means to uh, take the bite out of somebody. That's what I meant. Listen, I just got to clear the record here because, you know, people are upset online, but nobody's been more of an advocate for people against the mandate than I have. I've lost family members from New York State who were fired for not taking the vax, who have the antibodies, who saved thousands of lives in the emergency room, who built up the immunity. I don't want anybody to be mandated to anything. And I'm the one who's been in the Soviet Union and communist Russia, which America is turning into. So I'm not saying that everybody should be vaxxed. Right. You know, um, but there are certain facts that need to be recognized. And people who have been vaxxed and even though their efficacy is worn off and like Moderna, if you took it in the beginning, it's only 5% effective now. The Omicron doesn't care if you're double vaxxed or boosted. So there's a lot of BS and I get it and I understand it. But people who are vaccinated, who contracted the COVID lived in the hospitals. Now the hospitals are killing people with remdesivir. The hospitals are killing people by intubating them and putting them on the ventilators. The hospitals in New York killed tens of thousands of people along with the nursing homes. I am on your side. I am not a mandatory vaxxer in any way, shape, or form. But I don't think that everybody who worked on the vaccine developed the vaccine in the United States as an evil Frankenstein working in a basement trying to kill everybody. And people need to recognize that this has been a worldwide effort. Yes, it's politicized. Yes, ivermectin works and it's been burned. HCQ works. It's been burned and taken off the shelves by Fauci. I hate Fauci. He's a despicable rat. But, you know, it can't all be one way. You have to recognize some validity and benefits to what's been going on. Yeah, but you know what? On the other side of that issue, there's a compilation. And I was watching this earlier today. Yeah. I watched a complete two-hour, 45-minute interview with Dr. McCullough, uh, with Joe Rogan. And the things that he brought to light yeah. are damning for the, for the pharmaceutical companies. Even the founder companies, of the vaccine, Malone. The pharmaceutical companies, Malone has said, don't He's give saying, this stuff don't to your kids. Uh, these nurses that are coming out saying there are so many adverse effects, they're not even allowed to bring them up. Doctors will shoo them away. And hospitals I'm not for vaccinating our 12-year-olds. Yeah, but hospitals are supposed to report these things. Yeah. And so to sit there and, and, and I understand you're, you're, you're sharing you know, the numbers that you have, but those numbers don't tell the full story because so much is not being reported. And I think that's what a lot of people have a problem with. 200 million Americans not, have taken the vaccine. Is that we're not getting the full picture. And if yeah. you've gotten the full picture and they tell you this is what could happen, this is what could happen to your child this is what could happen yeah. to you this is what could happen to your grandparent if they're in a nursing home so many yeah. of them continue to die but it's not publicized 
That's what a lot they're of people They're dying the because therapeutics aren't being pushed. They're dying because of the hospital boards hide medications. If you go to an individual doctor, you'll get the ivermectin. If you go to a hospital, you're not going to get it. So, I, you know, we know the politics of it. And, I, you know, I think the hospitals are the new prisons in the United States. And, 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 and multinational corporations run the world, not our government. Like all these chains that are requiring masks in New York when you walk in to buy a cheeseburger. So... I'm on your side, guys. I'm on your side, you know, so. I also recently saw something where the uh, head of the New York Association of Nurses is calling out the CDC for, um, you know, they're allowing COVID positive uh, healthcare workers to work because they need the workers because of how many they've lost yes. from the mandates. Yeah, but meanwhile, those are the same workers that were working before all this happened. Chances are they've contracted it. Their bodies have fought it. They've got the antibodies. They're good to go. But meanwhile, we're still having all this uh, sick, sick, twisted, oh, you got to get the vaccine. And you know what? You know what's scary about it, too? Because they're not saying this particular one is the one to use. They're not saying that. Why are they not saying? Wait, wait, wait. They're not saying that. Why? They're just saying get a vaccine. So that means it's not about what's best for you, what's best for your health. It's best for them. They want you to get it. They want to have a record of it, and they want you to keep getting I more think boosters. Pfizer and Moderna have ganged up on Johnson and Johnson because they're saying don't get to Johnson and Johnson. Listen, my family's been a victim of these mandates. The United States court system did not back up the workers and the nurses on this issue, and I don't trust the Supreme Court to rule in favor of the people when they hear these r- rapid hearings coming up next week. And my family member lost their job and had to sell their house and move out of state because of these SOBs. So if anybody thinks that I'm pushing the vaccines, um, you know, it, it's, it's wrong. Uh, it's wrong. It doesn't mean that there's no benefit to the vaccines. And I think it's a blanket wrong statement to say that they're, it's just all bad, you know, but you know, I'm against what's going on 100%. I want to be in a free country. Right. So. No, and I understand. And, and there's this website I came across today. I'm going to probably grab some of these video clips. It's called C, the letter C, 19vaxreactions.com. And it's video after video of people that have had vaccine injuries. Their families have had vaccine injuries. Nurses, doctors. There's a doctor's video that I saw of an orthopedist who spent 14 years training for a job he was able to do for five years. His life is now over because of a vaccine injury that they will not acknowledge. Mm. This is the kind of stuff that's out there. And again, we don't hear about it. All we hear from the Fauci's and from the, the talking head, you know, deep, st- deep state media is get your vaccine. If you don't get it, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're a lunatic. Meanwhile, they don't, they don't tell you, oh, by the way, we had to change the, uh, the definition of vaccine because the, the original definition doesn't really work anymore. We need to uh, encompass this. So it's really not even a vaccine that you're taking. They should really be calling it a drug because it doesn't work. It doesn't work like a traditional vaccine. That's why they well, needed to change the definition. Well, it's only designed for a specific strain. So but they it, keep but they having to come the out with new ones. That's the thing. Right. Like if you say measles vaccine or this vaccine or that vaccine, it all fun- falls under no, the same definition. Yeah, you don't different. get You don't get a mild case of the measles. No, listen, it's totally different. Each, each vaccine that. is designed for a particular strain. So That's why they want you to keep getting shots. All right. Interesting conversation. Yep. Good way to cut off the uh, or end the first hour. We appreciate it. We've got some more. we got a lot of stuff to still get to. Um, do we have a crazy tone? We might have a crazy tone. No, not today. 
<laughs> but we do have Jared Schmeck when he was on the war room yesterday with Steve Bannon. We'll do that in a little bit. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. from Studio right. 6B on Real America's Voice. Welcome to hour number two. Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus. Have I mentioned it enough? No, I haven't. I'll do it again. It's my favorite way to watch the show when I'm not actually there. Um, or watch the network, I should say. It just I just think it's the coolest thing, and it's on any any new Samsung TV. So definitely check us out there. Follow us on Getter, on Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Share the show. Uh, visit us online, the new home of the show, <laughs> live from Studio6B.com, uh, where you can see all past segments of the show. What even is that? Crazy Towns, Slick Rick Sports. Everything is on there. Plus, if you'd like a T-shirt, 6bshirts.com. A great way to kick off the, uh, the new year and aggravate your liberal friends and neighbors and family members. <laughs> throw on a throw on a, a Let's Go Brandon T-shirt and uh, have at it. You know these these people are, are still commenting. <laughs> How you doing, David? I, I just gotta say, you know, they're like, oh, why don't you educate yourself? You don't know what you're talking about. You know, I I interviewed McCullough a year before anyone even had him on this show. I understand what's going on. I understand the faults, you know, with the vaccine. I understand the efficacy of it. I get it. I'm I think you've just side. been initiated officially into the show. I, I don't want any mandates on Americans to do anything anyway, you know, so, and... Um, You're not an official LFS6B cast member until you get some hate from the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know, pe people, people make blanket statements about everything. And, you know, Fauci's not out there with Bill Gates in a secret bunker plotting the demise of humans. Do I think he's a jerk? Yes. Do I think he's wrong about 80% or just lies because he knows he's been wrong in the past? Yes. You know, um, but nobody's in the basement with George Soros and Bill Gates together having a meeting. How can we kill everybody? You know, it's not how it's going. What's going on is people are being denied therapeutic treatments over money and big pharma and ivermectin works and HCQ with uh, zinc packs and, 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 and you know, uh, antibiotics and z pack work. Dr. Zelenko works. I had Dr. Zelenko on my show two years ago. I'm on your side, people. I am on your side. You know, so I just wish people wouldn't be so hateful, you know. And yes, the Capitol Police did kill more people, uh, more Americans than Americans died from Omicron. I saw one of the comments from uh, Biker Chick, you know, I, and they're right. You know, they killed three women at least yeah. on the steps of the Capitol. That so, we know about. You know, and Omicron, we lost one person in the United States. And now they're saying that's even a lie. No, that that's, he, that's, a, that's a lie. He didn't die he didn't from die of that. the Omicron. The, the, the hospital, I believe it was in, down in Houston, had to come out with a statement and say, nope, that was, uh, unfortunately, that was a lie. Yeah. So, uh, and again, it's all led by the people on the left trying to push a certain narrative. They yep. want certain things it's to It's a combination of absolute power corrupting absolutely. The Democrats are in charge in the northern states. They're not going to relinquish their power until after the 22, 2022 midterm elections. They're evil. They're evil. There's no doubt about it. And you combine that with the, uh, you know, with the Fauci 
uh, mandates, and now he wants a vaccine for domestic travel. Um, we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble, people. You know, and, I am and, on your side. And, and, and there's well, a lot then, of people coming out defending you in the chat, David. I just have to mention there's there's yeah, quite a bit of support a lot of love in for I'm you not, as well. You know, I'm not looking for no. uh, approval. I I just want to justify what I you know what I've been saying. You know, yeah, but, One comment says the the liberals got what they wanted, and now we're fighting amongst ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Bayer one there. I just yeah. want to have an intelligent Bayer discussion one about it. Right. You know, and you no, have and to I, be able to do that. And you know what? You, ha you have, you, you know, your opinion on yeah. how you feel about certain things. And you've got certain things to back that up. And that's great. Yeah. Um, what I was more kind of getting at during that previous segment was was the attempt at the uh, by the left to now try and demonize Trump into saying, well, he was against it at first. He hasn't big, been a big enough proponent of it. That's why they're trying to to get a little sliver of daylight because Listen, if they don't have any daylight, yeah. they cannot attack him on that front. And Trump has right. lost support over his pro-vaccine stand, and it's going to hurt him in his re-election bid. And you know, you know, so but I'm a big Trump supporter, so I don't think he's lost support. I think he maybe angered some people, but when they step back for a little bit and go, you know what? All right, I don't have to be 10 out of 10 or 100 out of 100. If I got 8 out of 10 well, or 7 out of 10 things about him that I like and only three things that I'm like, nah, I could do without, that's still a winning combination. I, I covered dozens of Trump rallies on the ground for Real America's Voice News. And I will say I was in Des Moines, Iowa, the most recent one. 20,000, 30,000 people come out. They love Trump. Once he brings up the vaccines, he loses like 30% of the audience. And they're almost booing. Um, I came out of that saying he needs a new speechwriter, you, well, you know, because, you know, you can't, you know, people are mad and they have a right to be mad. But and, you know what? Is he losing them or is that just a bad topic? I just don't think the right because can I don't afford think, to have any fractured support to win the presidency in 2024. I understand what you're saying. But again, trying to be 100 percent is going to be impossible. I you know. just can't because everybody's different. Everybody's issues. But it's issues. the first time that I've seen cracks. Nobody's been a bigger defender of Trump than myself and you know, a few of us here at RAV too, you know, uh, like, you know, um, it's the first time I've seen chinks in the armor for Trump. See, and, and again, I look at that as, as part of, um, part of something he feels he needs to do. And, he, and again, I explained to it because of the attacks he would get from the left, from the media, from the, the intellects uh, that they call themselves, you know, the white paper writers that, oh, my goodness, he's, he's a flat earther. We, we can't have anything to do with that. He's, he's out of his mind. He's nuts. And if he, if he goes down that road, there's no way he comes back to win because they would beat him up for three years on the fact that he was against vaccines. Well, he they beat him up for vaccines. four. And no matter what he did, he was wrong. Um, except when he did something that they liked and he, again, he takes that arrow out of their, out of the quiver. They can't use it on him. He protects. It's almost like he's vaccinated himself against their attack. You know, there's a comment here, you know, about <laughs> See what pilots. I did there, Rick? Yes. Yeah. Good. That's a good one. But, you know, pilots nice have died. Um, and I know that Delta, Delta supposedly <laughs> covered up pilot deaths who were just vaccinated, you know? So, um, and I've been on the Wayne Allen Root show many times. Somebody commented on Wayne Allen Root saying 100 pilots have died since August. You know, I'm a big supporter of Wayne Allen Root, you know, and, right. and the message. And, the, and so, I'm, you know, not your enemy, guys, you know.
But other than that, you don't, you're not taking any of this personally. I do take it personally because <laughs> I care. I care about the audience. You know, yes. I have four kids uh, and grandkids, and, um, you know, um, and uh, we're, we're all upset and beside ourselves, and our, our country's fracturing before our eyes. Yeah, and it all has to do, and it really, I don't really think it has to do more uh, with any one particular policy or subject or you know the the vaccine or the or the pandemic or this or that i think it's just an overall of who the other side is and what they're doing like this for instance um i seem to remember this gentleman saying on the campaign trail cut number 24 g i'm not going to shut down the economy I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Ah, okay. And now I'll fast forward you, David. We'll, we'll jump. We'll jump in a, in a DeLorean and shoot forward for a little bit and see what Mr. Biden just said. Cut number twenty-two. G. Look, there is no federal solution. This ah. gets solved at a state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board here. He talks about that a lot, and it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road, and that's where the patient is in need of help or preventing the need for uh, help. So in other words, during the campaign, he must have been lying then because now he's saying it's not a federal solution. He can't do it. He can't shut down the virus or the economy, um, that it's a state issue. When was the last time you ever saw a Democrat say states' rights are good and the 10th <laughs> Amendment is good, right? They're yeah. always against right. the states making their own decisions on abortion, on gun control. You know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, because he's got no solutions and people are getting sick anyway, uh, regardless of their vaccination status, they've got nowhere to go with it. Um, um, but but don't buy it for a minute. Um, there are federal mandates coming down the pike. I do not trust SCOTUS. So it'll be really interesting to see next week. If they rule against the American people next week on these federal mandates and these 28 states who file mm-hmm. complaints, the attorneys general, we are, we are basically in a civil war in this country. So um, it's very, we, I think we already are. There's people being held from January 6th in a terrible conditions who don't deserve to be there. Um, we are already in trouble and the blue states I think have been lost forever. Um, we have two countries and, um, you know, I want to be in real America. I don't want to be behind enemy lines here in the Warsaw Pact nation of New York state. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you people. Yeah. And again, you know, when, when you, you know, when you see that old clip of Biden saying that, you know, he's going to do all this stuff. As a matter of fact, let's do, let's do cut 23 since we have time. Here's what he said leading up to that part where he said he's, he's going to shut down the virus and not the economy. He did this. This was a grand plan. I mean, listen to this. This is his COVID plan. Cut number 23. We need a president who's going to bring us together, not pull us apart. Hmm. How's that working out? I'll put in place a plan to deal with this pandemic responsibly. I've already done it. We bring this country together around testing, tracing, and masking. It's estimated by the leading doctors in America, including Trump's own director of the CDC and Dr. Fauci. They called for a mask mandate last week. If we just wore masks over the next few uh, months, we could save 100,000 projected well, deaths, 100,000 lives. That turned out to be We're wrong. expected to lose another 200,000 people. Between now and the end of this year, if we do nothing, this is not a political statement. It's a patriotic duty, for God's sake. But still, <laughs> Trump God's sake. refuses to listen to the science. 
And we shouldn't be politicizing the race for a vaccine either. We should be planning it safe and equitable and free distribution, providing the funding for PPE, the mask, and everything we need to protect ourselves, setting the national standard for schools and businesses to reopen, bringing together Republicans and Democrats to deliver the economic relief that's already been passed in the House of Representatives for working families, the unemployed, for schools, for businesses, allowing you to stay in your home, but they don't have the money for rent, allowing you to stay in your home. 20 million people are on, a, on the cliff of losing their home for next month's mortgage payment. I've said it before. Here it comes. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Cut 22, real quick, G. Cut 22. Fake horns. There is no federal solution. All right, Let's get solved. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all it is. It's double talk. Remember he's, that rally? He's on with both the, sides here. With the three Jeeps parked yes. up front. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and, and then all the uh, Trump supporters were, were honking and, and every time he tried to talk. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and we know the masks do nothing. So Yes. The masks um, do nothing. Oh, oh, the six, distance, six feet apart does nothing. Um, there are no studies that actually support that. They won't tell you that. Um, and, and again, you know, I, I referenced this Peter, Mc, the Dr. McCullough yeah. uh, interview with Joe Rogan, where he challenged them to say, show me someone who's gotten this twice. They well, can't do it. No one from the CDC, FDA, anywhere, anywhere has been able to produce someone, anyone, anywhere that well, has gotten COVID twice. Can't do it. It, break, it's, it's, it's a fact. He's testified to Congress to it. And still no one has come back and said, here's where you're wrong. We'll be back. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. I can't help but laugh. There's, <laughs> I guess we've sparked a lot of uh, a lot Good, of healthy talk. Chat. Good, yes, healthy, healthy chat. Good, healthy chat. Yes. A healthy discord. Speaking of discord, uh, a lot going on there, too, as well as Telegram. Man, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, you know, chime in. People talking about, uh, well, talking about what we've been talking about, David, and, and, and they're passionate, and they're, you know, we support every, every, you know, everything people are saying, you know, let's face it, everybody's got their opinions, that they, they've seen what they've seen, they've dealt with what they've dealt with, and, uh, I, but I think the, the one consistent throughout it all is that they all agree, let's go Brandon. I think so. you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. And we're all on the same page as far as uh, protecting our freedoms and um, our constitutional rights, which are gone. They're gone in this country. You don't have any. So, um, but uh, I have a story for you. All right. You want to hear a story? Sure. Maybe change, shift gears a little bit. Uh, 110 defendants charged with capital murder uh, were let loose in Houston thanks to Democrat judges. Um, in Harris County, at least 113 defendants charged with capital murder have been freed and let loose on the streets due to their so-called criminal justice reform. And um, they think that um, there's part of this other report about 50,000 accused felons 
uh, from this catch and release philosophy and criminal justice and reform judges. Um, they think that 155 innocent people have been killed as a result of these uh, policies by these judges. 150 Americans, uh, cop killers, uh, you name it. So, uh, yeah, not terrible, only that, pretty terrible. But also the DAs around the country that, uh, that are doing the same thing, you know, with the same yeah. policies, whether it be in New York or in Wisconsin. We saw what yeah. uh, that DA did, his policies. Yeah. He's been saying, I guess, since 2007 or 2009, well, you know, they're trying to send, send oh, we're going to try and rehab him and, and keep him out of prison. Yeah. And yeah, of course, people are going to die, but that's part of the deal. It's like, what? And then the DA in San Francisco, we all know, is the son of uh, Bernadette Dorn and David Ayers from uh, the Weather Underground, who killed police with bombs uh he's a lawless uh, son of a gun um and this is where soros comes into play for u.s elections because he's a cog in the wheel he's not the main guy in the world he's a cog in the right. wheel of these leftists who want to take over america he's been funding da races remember he won that yes. race in st louis area uh with the mccloskey family and that controversial you know uh where he in my opinion rightfully pull the weapon out to protect yep. his property. He's also responsible for the uh, Jesse Smollett DA. Yeah. Kim, and Kim the, Fox, I believe her name yeah. is. And this uh, Queens uh, DA uh, who was running last year. So yep. there's definitely uh, influence. And the people in L.A. and in San Francisco, you name it, all across the country. These yeah. DAs that are, that are getting millions of dollars from the Soros uh, slush fund and funding their campaigns. And being able to, you know, kind of drown out any other voice because they can, they can overspend, outspend anybody. You know, Dr. Zelenko texts me almost every day. And, You're uh, such a name dropper, man. No, listen, I'm on the people's <laughs> side on this. And, and they're not being treated properly for the COVID. And I have a relative who is unable to climb stairs three months later because they would not give her ivermectin because right. of the pneumonia that set in wanted to put her on modesifier, wanted to intubate her, wanted to put her on things. She, she absolutely refused to let it happen, but she left the hospital sick, you know, and she's still sick uh, because if you had the ivermectin, she probably wouldn't have the pneumonia. Um, talk about uh, one other quick thing, illegal yeah. immigrants, uh, these ghost planes. Um, Raheem Kassam from the National uh, Pulse has reported it, and Firebrand Joe Kent, who's a you know, special forces decorated soldier, um, has you know uh, exposed uh, these taxpayer-funded illegal migrant ghost planes flying into Scranton in the middle of the night, I think on yep. Christmas, uh, with illegal aliens, probably aren't vaccinated and probably didn't even get a COVID test, uh, being dumped into our communities. Mm. Um, and this is what's going on. There's this ghost plane. There's no manifest registered with the airport. Really? Um, you know... Um, this is what's happening in America under the Biden administration. Illegal aliens are being flown in secretly in the middle of the night to airports, which we've reported on before, yeah. but uh, Joe let, Kent vowed to fight it. And, and let's face it, that's being done because of the simple fact that there's too many people. You see his poll numbers, which, uh, what are they, about 35%, and we know that's inflated. So he knows, the Democrats know they're losing support across the board. No matter what demographic you talk about, because basic people want to be left alone. They want law and order in their lives. They don't want their kids to be, you know, attacked. They don't want to be attacked. They don't want to see crime. They yeah. want to, you know, enjoy their life. And uh, they don't want to pay high gas prices. They won't want to pay, uh, you know, high food prices. They see everything that they used to enjoy just a year ago is now completely changed. 
and they're the cause. And I think they realize, and they're like, we got we to gotta try and fix this and start getting more people in here that might support us if we go, hey, look, we're helping yeah. you out. Now you're going to support us, right? Yeah, here's a good T-shirt. Well, Run along and, and, and do what we tell you. Uh, Biden is uh, negative approval ratings in 20 states that he won in 2020 right now. Yeah, and, and even in 2020 when he won. Uh, hey, Slick Rick, what do we got going on in sports, my friend? All right, like the old ABC Sports Wide World of Sports, we're going to keep with uh, bringing you and spanning the globe with the wide variety of COVID in sports. Here we go. <laughs> Yahoo awesome. Sports, Henry Bushnell, the unscientific COVID-19 rule that could keep healthy athletes out of the Beijing Olympics for no good reason. Earlier today, soon after the CDC shortened its recommended, recommended isolation period for asymptomatic people with COVID-19 from 10 days to 5, Beijing Olympic organizers stood by a policy that would bar athletes from the upcoming Winter Games long after they've cleared infections. Protocols for the upcoming 2022 Winter Olympics outlined in published playbooks and supplementary documents require all participants to submit two negative PCR tests shortly before entering China. They do not include exceptions for athletes who have recently recovered from COVID-19 despite widespread evidence that PCR tests can continue to detect insignificant traces of the virus weeks after the contagious phase of a person's illness. The CDC under pressure to keep American healthcare systems and economic sectors Except this op- operational, excuse me, um, for SARS and COV2 transmissions occurs early in the course of illness, generally in the one to two days prior of onset symptoms and the two to three days after. Acting on that science and similar pressure, multiple U.S. sports leagues have refined their return to play protocols. The NBA has, the NFL has, where now they've relaxed it, where it was 10 days. Now they're letting them come back within six and even five in some cases. But uh, however, this is going to continue, and uh, there's a big fear with this. Uh, there was an athlete testimony highlighted by just how precarious the Beijing rules are. Summer Brichter, a U.S. loser, said that um, upon arrival in China for pre-Olympic uh, competition in November, she was pulled off a bus, not really told anything, taken to a separate building, and told she had COVID. Her test at the airport had come <laughs> back positive. Follow-up test proved that it was a false positive, uh, and she says uh, she says she thinks that there was redness from a COVID that she had back in August. However, um, they kept her in isolation. She missed a few training sessions and wasn't able to go to the gym or anything. I wonder if China's going to try to use utilize this to, you know, help their Olympics because remember, they're already oh, yeah, being in Beijing and get rid of some of these selected athletes. You know, I, I don't want to get too with the tinfoil hat tonight, but I'll tell you, there could be something to this. And now that the NHL has pulled out, maybe Team China, the hockey team, may have a chance as bad as they are. So we'll keep an eye on that. But very interesting uh, how this is going on. And I think it's going to have a big impact on the Olympics. And I know a lot of people in the chat could care less if the Olympics takes place or not. However, it still is a worldwide event that many, many millions will watch and uh you know obviously i'm a big fan of the usa and the team and see how they do when they went to olympics but uh yeah really strange how they're going to try to level the playing field with this COVID. i believe all right well you know what the stranger things have happened let's face it and we're talking about china here and the genocide games which are coming up what is it february Yes, yep, exactly. Right, uh, the, right, right after the Super Bowl. Right. Well, you know, China has a whole city of 13 million people under lockdown because of a new strain um, and that they failed to admit existed just uh, until a couple of weeks ago because they didn't want to forfeit all that Olympics money. Yep. Right. You know, so. Uh, and it all comes down to money. You look at the NFL of changing policy, all because of money. NBA starting to change their policy, all because of money. We can't cancel games. We can't lose TV money. We can't use concessions. We can't lose any of this stuff. We need the money. It's all about the money. <laughs> 
All right. All right, we got a lot more to get to. Like I promised, Jared Schmeck from the wall, War Room with Steve Bannon will do that. Brandon, I agree. <laughs> yes. And uh, we've got more to get to. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Hey, nice hat. That's right. You get a bowl of soup with that hat? Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. And uh, again, sitting in with David Zier, who's sitting in for Paul this week while he's on vacation. Again, catch his show, Breaking Point, 8 a.m. every Saturday morning on Real America's Voice. Slick Rick doing sports as always. He'll have uh, one last report before we call it a night. And uh, I I finally got onto the Real America's Voice chat. I found it. Nice. I guess I, I was on the wrong browser, but now I see it. Um, yeah, we've, I've been on this stuff Yeah, it works better in Chrome, as Rick Amarati was saying. Yeah, yeah, I guess my other browser had a virus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Omnichrome. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Omnichromebook. Uh, so a lot of stuff I want to still get to. There's some clips. But let's get right to uh, the gentleman who really was the story of last weekend. Especially when he uh, when he did the whole Baba Booey thing, right to uh, to Joe Biden's face, saying "Let's go, Brandon." Can we can we uh, play that clip again? G cut number thirteen from yesterday. Do you still have that? Yeah, no problem. Um, because he was on War Room with Steve Bannon yesterday. His name is Jared Schmeck, and uh, I, I just happened to pop it on because I was just kind of you know, doing whatever. And I'm like, oh, let me see what's going on Bannon. And he popped up. I'm like, oh my God, that's the guy. And it was a lot more interesting hearing what he had to say as opposed to the little snippets that the news was putting out saying what he talked about. And here it is. This is cut number uh, 26. G, go. But for those folks out there in Oregon where you live that are not hardcore Trump supporters, do you believe that they're starting to see what, what we've known from day one and is really what is underneath the let's go Brandon or FJB uh, movement. I pray that they are. And I do believe that they are actually, I mean, th- this uh, movement is not, it- it's become something that's not just uh, left versus right. There's, I've been getting messages from people all over the world. thanking me for this. Um, it- it's not even just America. Uh, I think it's a, a global movement, and I do think people see it. Um, and, you know, that this is a, a situation where, I mean, I didn't even know that the president responded the way he did until I saw it on TV because they cut me off as soon as I said, let's go, Brandon. So that, that's that's when my phone call cut off. Um, you know, he, he's the one who said it. He's the one who's made this a story, and we know why they're mad about it. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> and again, what are they mad about? Uh, cut number 13. G go. I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry thank Christmas you. and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I yeah. agree. <laughs> hey, by the way. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Perfect. Amazing stuff. And, and again, that's, that's something that happened uh, over the weekend. I, I know you probably heard about it. You've probably seen it. But just seeing him talk about it with uh, Steve Bannon. And also he talked about how he was being attacked, how people were trying to dox him, his family, everything. And they're trying to dig up stuff from his past. He was a former police officer. I think he made that pretty well known. Um, 
You just got to. You just got to. You just got to applaud the guy. It's for, why Bannon's show is so important because yeah. people can be themselves, and uh, he's just really uh, unbelievable. Because this guy originally said he was just kidding, and right, you know, I remember that. I remember seeing that all weekend. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I, I just think he could be doing a better job, and I was just yeah. kind of having some fun with it. But then he gets on Bannon, and uh, kind of changes the story a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I got a couple of uh, quick stories if you want to do them now or later. Um, yeah. So, you know, USA Swimming official uh, has resigned and Cynthia Millen uh, over uh, Leah Thomas, uh, who swims for University of Pennsylvania for the last three years as a uh, woman. But she's, uh, <clears throat> you know, after swimming for three years in the men's program, now she's swimming against women saying she's transgender. So this right. USA Swimming official has resigned. Um, now, why, why did they resign? Did they resign because of what? Because of this issue itself? Well, she, because she thinks it's unfair being able to uh, swim against women as a man. And, um, you know, she said it's not a personal attack against Leah, she said. Um, but bodies swim against bodies, and a male body should not be swimming against females. And the male body can never change. Um, that male body will always be a male body. And, uh, if you're an athlete and you're in sports, you recognize that, um, you know, you're not going to have, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a five foot two, uh, 110 pound girl playing a linebacker in right. the NFL, you yeah. know? Um, so <clears throat> yeah, so people are upset. And another news, the Oklahoma governor, um, uh, who's, uh, Kevin Stitt, um, and I've been around this guy. He's pretty, cons pretty conservative, waffled a few times, but he said he doesn't plan to get the booster because he's perfectly healthy. So thank God for states like uh, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot going on. There's uh, the new cycle. Just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, and one thing to not forget about, uh, we still have not seen a resolution to the Glenn Maxwell trial. Right. They came back after the long weekend. They spent yesterday deliberating. They spent today deliberating. Yeah. Nothing has been found out, or, or they've they've not reached any conclusion just yet. And Damon's asked me this a, a couple times, what do I think is going to happen? And I still can't get a feel of this. Maybe it's because the media has so blacked it out that you don't get enough of the information to kind of get a sense of, hey, do I think it go this way or that way? I mean, from what I've read, everything that I've read, it, you would think, okay, kind of, kind of easy to say she was uh, she was involved, pretty heavily involved. Well, she wasn't only and should involved. go to jail. She right. partook in the in the rapes of right. underage girls. She found the underage girls for Epstein. Uh, got oh, yeah. other girls to recruit other girls, and it's in the hundreds, if not thousands. Um, and I think this is a pre-done deal. I think she knows she's going to be convicted. They probably cut a deal for a lighter sentence uh, because this is all to design the high-end Democrats that were on the Lolita Express for many, many years. And Bill Clinton being on there 26 times, 15 times, I think, without Secret Service. Right. Um, and, I, I think this is uh, prearranged. See, and again, that was, that was one of my things where I couldn't get a handle on what I thought the outcome would be because you have this sense that maybe it is prearranged. But okay, now how would they prearrange it? Is she gonna? Is it gonna be one of these things where she would be allowed to continue among the living, <laughs> so to speak? Because there are some very high-level people, high-level people above, you know, that that people don't know about. My prediction: she gets a, a high sentence, serves five years, and she's on the beach somewhere after that. Now, does something happen to her 
Um, after she gets to that know, beach? Listen, if is there some, some crazy about it this time, some crazy like a jellyfish accident, and uh, all of a sudden she ends up. There's uh, no way Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. That's no. for sure. And, no, no way. You know, I I think they're they're smarter about it. I think it's harder to uh, do without people flipping out and losing it. Um, if she was found dead somewhere, um, I I just think that she was able to cut herself a deal and uh, protect. Um, Hollywood, Democrat, superstars, and the former president of the United States. All right, now let me ask you this question. What kind of deal could she possibly cut that would make them happy or make it per- or perceive it as, wow, she was able to give us this? Be- or are they- is there going to be a quote-unquote sacrificial lamb I'm sure. that she's going to give up that they're going to say, this is who she gave us, this is why she only got five years, and why she's going to be able to enjoy her millions and her, her life on the beach in five years, um, because she gave us this person, and this person was the real person behind it. I mean, it, 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 it kind of boggles your mind. It's like, well, where, where is this, who's going to be protected, who's not going to be protected? Well, I think the, law, the, the, the list has been uh, infinite that she's provided of people who... Um... You know, she got either underage clients or girls to act in a prostitutional fashion, um, you know, and uh, the jury, I think the jury's uh, taking their time to deliberate this. Um, and, and now there's COVID concerns with the trial, so it's been delayed again. Um, but I don't think there's any doubt that she's a monster. Oh yeah. And, well, uh, she's she's been labeled a sophisticated predator. Yeah, she prayed. By she the, prayed uh, on poor high school girls in Palm Beach. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, he was the number two in the organization. And, and I, I still want to see more of these quote unquote big names. I mean, we've heard about a bunch of celebrities, which are okay. Celebrities, whatever. But I'm talking about names that, that, you know, like, like the, uh, what's his name? Prince. Uh, yeah. Andrew. 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 Right. Um, people like that, because you know, there's more of those types that are probably involved here. That have probably been uh, exposed in this scandal? Well, the list is huge. I mean, we're talking about, like, Beyonce, Kevin Spacey, right. and, Seth and again, Green. I mean, every actor you can think of and again, has that, visited on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express plane. Right. It doesn't mean they were sleeping with exactly. underage girls on the island, but exactly. probably something took place. You know, uh, but anybody from Gwen Stefani to... Uh, you know, Pharrell Williams. Uh, it, it's a plethora and a wide array. John Legend. People want it to be seen. You know, it's a party environment. And, and there's a question of John Roberts. A, a, a man's name yeah, by I the name know. of John yeah. Roberts is on that list. No one has been able, or at least I haven't seen it confirmed or denied, that it's the John Roberts, the Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. I mean, this list that I'm looking at right here is probably 100 people alone. So, uh you know, again, um, I'm sure there's certain people on there that'll be targeted by the feds. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this and, uh, you know, how, how the ripple effect afterwards. Because I, I, it just, there is no way that she can be allowed, with what she knows about certain people, to just walk away. I just, I just feel like mm, this is, eh. you get that little twinge of like, eh, she knows something about somebody. Somebody's going to say, you know what? I know she got off. She didn't name me, but I, I got to do something. Yeah, about but you this. know, you don't, you don't um, put a past president of the United States in the spotlight 
and then grill him and then take him up on charges on something like this. I, right. I, I, there's no way uh, that this isn't some type of like prearranged thing. They'll make it look like they're tough on her. They'll right. give her a 20 year right. life sentence. She does five, 10 years, you know, and she's she out. Gets, it's get, gets out on good um, behavior, you know, that a, kind of stuff. A lot of people. And I love when the media always shows Trump standing next to Epstein. You know, Trump wasn't <laughs> friends with Epstein after 2007. Never flew on the Lolita Express, as far as I know. Right. And I don't think so. Um, well, he didn't fly down to the island. He right. did take six to seven flights. Yeah, but not to in the, the early Epstein 90s. Island. Right. In the early 90s, I think it was five, and then like one in 97 and one in yeah. 99. A lot of times he was accompanied by his son, uh, by his wife. Yeah. They kind of leave that stuff out. They say, well, his name showed up seven times. He only said And a one. lot of celebrities flew with uh, on the Lolita Express to like Africa, where there were many people on board, and right. there were trips. They weren't underage stewardesses on there at the time so this is like a mix i'm sure there were a lot of private flights you know uh where funny business took place right um but you know epstein um distanced himself um and banned him from mar-a-lago you mean trump did trump did did i say epstein yeah Yeah, trump did um well after he he attempted to assault a young girl that was working there yeah yeah so, all right. So that's the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell thing. Hopefully we'll see a resolution to this sometime. Um, who knows? Who knows if, it'll, if anybody will be shocked or will it be something that we kind of, well, we kind of saw that coming a mile away. But who knows how this is going to go? No real way to tell. But hopefully the, the justice, at least for these girls that were assaulted in some form. Well, it's been proven that Prince Andrew had sex with underage girls on the flight. Really? Yeah. So uh, I think that's uh, well-known knowledge at this point. All right. Um, that's a bit of piece of news right there from David's ear. Prince Andrew, look out. <laughs> All right. One more segment. We'll finish up with some sports. And, uh, yeah, we'll wrap up the show on a Tuesday night. Thank you for hanging with us live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. And uh, down to our final segment there, David. We'll do some more with uh, David Zier, who, again, I'll remind you, his show is on Saturday mornings, 8 a.m., right here on Real America's Voice. Make sure you uh, put it down in your calendar and check it out. We've got some more clips to get to before we wrap up the show, but let's check in one last time with Slick Rick Emirati. Rick, what do you got going on? All right, well, quick, quick update from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Texas Tech is trouncing Mississippi State 27-7 with about 11 and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much a blowout that game. And then don't forget, you got the guaranteed rate bowl coming up at 10-15. It's West Virginia at Minnesota. That's uh, over on ESPN if you want to check that game out later tonight. As the bowl season just progresses, we got some big ones coming up this weekend. I got to get Big D into the studio, get get something at least taped while he's away uh, because uh, I want to get those picks for Friday night. We got the uh, college football uh, playoffs, Rick, the big one, the semifinals. So uh, I want to get those numbers in. I already have my picks. I know who I'm going with. <laughs> of course I picked, it, I picked them today. And uh, Baker Mayfield's wife says QB getting death threats. Sounds a little serious here. Uh, following that loss to the Packers on Christmas Day, this is from TMZ Sports. Uh, Baker Mayfield's wife says the hateful comments toward her husband following the Browns loss to the Packers have turned 
going scary, saying the QB, QB is now getting death threats. Hey, David, you thought the LFS6B chat was rough with over on rap. <laughs> this is heavy duty, buddy. Emily Mayfield said in a social media post that after the Cleveland Star played poorly in Green Bay, fans have now begun to come at her and her husband with death threats, lies, and blatant disrespect. I pray for those of you who even think those thoughts, let alone type them out, Emily said. I hope you can find some happiness so you stop trying to steal it from others. Emily did not divulge if law enforcement has been notified of the threats, but she added, it's crazy how much negativity is amplified via social media. And I got to tell you, I wasn't even that angry, and it cost me five large. I had that game on Christmas Day, and they lost. I had Cleveland in that. Green Bay ended up ended up uh, you know winning that game, but only by two. So I wasn't even that upset. But uh, yeah, that's pretty serious. I mean, you know, he was their number one pick back in 2018, and I know, boy, they're real hungry because Cleveland Browns have never won a Super Bowl. In fact, they've never appeared in the Super Bowl. You can check that one out. That's facts. And uh, so they're, they're, they're thirsting for a championship. I think the last one they won was back in 1964, actually. Um, and TMZ Sports, Tom Brady, and uh, the NFL has issued a warning over the tablet smash, threatening future fine. Tom Brady's wallet did not get lighter after his infamous tablet smashing incident earlier this month. The Bucks QB says the NFL did not fine him for hurling the electronic device just over a week after Brady destroyed uh, a Microsoft Surface in a fit of rage in Tampa's loss to the Saints. Uh, he told uh, Jim Gray on the Let's Go podcast, I wonder if that's any relation to the Let's Go Brandon uh, podcast, that he was not punished by the league. Brady said he was only issued a warning, though he did say league official, officials told him they would fine him in the future if he does it again. I did, I did get one from the NFL on that, Brady said, so I won't throw another surface. Uh, Brady apologized for his actions, but he did say he thinks he actually helped Microsoft by chucking the device into the turf. Uh, Microsoft, which has been the NFL's tablet since 2014, has a $400 million investment in the NFL, so uh, I guess they have something to say about that, but uh, thought that was kind of funny. And uh, Well, that's it for me, Rick, on sports. I could talk about last night's Miami game and uh, being the depleted uh, Saints falling over COVID, uh, all the COVID absences. And uh, now there's something like 262 players have tested positive in the NFL. For awesome. what? For COVID. Awesome. Unbelievable. How all vaccinated. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Or, and, and yeah again, right. Probably 98% of yeah. them. Yeah. Do David. we really know at this point? Because so, we're not seeing the numbers of, you know, like, like you talk about the, uh, the soccer players across uh, around the world, especially yeah. in Europe, yeah. that seem to be dropping. 24-year-olds dropping and dying. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to answer one comment, one more comment. <laughs> Here we go. You know, so people are asking me, you know, does right. Dave work for a living and all this stuff? And, and <laughs> is this his real job? <laughs> You know, let me let me just uh, explain to the audience. You know, oh that my goodness! Not only am I on the ground with Real America's Voice for many years, fighting for Americans' constitutional rights, but I'm a taxpayer advocate, and I've been in construction and development and commercial real estate for 35 years, and I've managed six, seven, eight hundred million dollars. I've created thousands of jobs for Long Islanders and people in New York. I go before the government. I deal with the sloth and the bureaucracy of government. It's like going to Moscow in 1983. You know, I fight with them. I make lives better for people in business in Long Island. And I represent the guy who opens the gates for his crews every morning and doesn't have time to go out and protest. So if anybody's questioning my integrity or you know what I do for a living, I'm not only in business and know what it's like to work and own a business in a blue state where we're getting pummeled, but I'm championing for your rights as, a, as an American. And I'm trying to save our republic. And um, that will never be in question, and I will take that to the grave.
if you were looking at the same comment I was, I think it was less about integrity and more about uh, the compensation for this show, which is well, a whole yeah. Other and they're thing. saying, you know, what what you know, Paul. <laughs> they're saying Paul talks about his real job during the day and stuff. You know, I, I'm out there in the trenches every day for 35 years, fighting for people and trying to make it better in the work and business environment. I've written legislation to protect builders. It's all I've been doing for my whole life, and um, you know. Yeah, but I, what have you done? For me lately. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I was coming you. in with donuts just, tomorrow. There you go. See, there you go. Now you're talking. I mean, That's he, what I'm talking about. He's hey, hey, currently yeah. co-hosting for you. I just want right. to point that out. Okay. B- Biker Chick in the uh, Rav Chat says, Dave works for a living as a bouncer in a Burger King in New York. <laughs> that, that yeah, I'd like you. to. <laughs> There's a, a lot whopper. of Burger King mentions tonight, isn't there? Yeah. For some reason in the chats. I don't know why. I haven't yeah. been able to get to it. So. The envelope's in your uh, left pocket. Yeah. Maybe hey, they're you know telling women funny? to stay in the kitchen again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what was funny? When, when, when I was going through that uh, Trump and Fauci stuff, there was one clip that I wanted to get to that kind of made me laugh. Um, and we well, have it here. Let me go to it. And, and again, it's from his, uh, his, um, his rally that he did months ago in Alabama. Yeah. And it was just after he was talking about, you know, the vaccines and all that stuff. And then he starts talking about Fauci. And, and you know, then I started thinking, I'm like, well, maybe this is why Fauci's attacking him now, because he knows that Trump really, you know, kind of gave him the business and continues to each and every time he has a chance. And so that's why I wanted you to check this out. This is cut number 21. Check this out. And the mask issue is interesting because Fauci said masks are bad. And now he's a radical masker. Now he wants you to wear 15 different masks at one time. I don't know. He also told me he was a great athlete. Then I saw him throw out a pitch at the baseball. (laughs) I used to be a great athlete, sir. You did? Really? Oh, that's good. Then I watched him on television. That's not an athlete. (laughs) The ball almost went to first base, didn't it? Flatten the curve. <laughs> so again, yeah. So so who knows? Maybe Fauci's still a little, you know, he's all butthurt because every time Trump goes out and, and his name comes up, he kind of, you know, takes some shots at him. Right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, Fauci's been against Trump from day one, him and Dr. Burks. Um, he's a Democrat and he's made it clear recently that he's a political animal, Fauci. Uh, he was against blocking travel from China in the beginning and Navarro overrode him and they uh, meeting rooms in the White House. And, um, you know, Trump probably saved a lot of lives by doing that one. While, while Italy, where they have these, you know, garment workers from China, they went home to celebrate the Chinese New Year and came back to Florence. Right. And the prime minister of Italy is telling everyone to go hug a Chinese person and spread the infection all over the country. While Trump was doing the responsible thing because China lied about the virus and its uh, effects for about a month and let 5 million people leave Wuhan. Um, so Fauci's always been against Trump, always. Yeah, and he's always been a deep state creature. And, yeah. and you know, you've seen other doctors in, in the past, Corey, um, Carrie Millis, I believe it was, who was, who kind of pointed out Fauci. And we played the clip a few times here, and there are clips from even back in the 80s during the the whole AIDS epidemic where other doctors were just were ripping Fauci apart because they saw what he was. He tested and, and may have been overseeing a program that killed up to 90 orphans and foster yeah. children in New York City. In New York City, with, he's killed with beagles. AIDS cocktails. He killed dogs. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this guy is not, uh, he's not the kind of doctor you want uh, you know, taking your temperature, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> so, all right, let's wrap things up. Thank you for watching, everyone. We appreciate it. We will see you again tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Thank you for watching. And as always, we salute our military, active and retired and first responders, EMTs, police, firefighters, everybody serving on the front line. Thank you so much. Thank you to the guys in the booth, Gio and Fran, who make the show possible. David's here for sitting in for Paul. Rick A, Slick Rick, always here doing sports. And, of course, you guys at home, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for spending your time with us. We will see you tomorrow night. Let's live go, from Studio 6B on Real. America's Voice.